What's up, everybody, and welcome to the real 11th episode of Sports Talk with your girl, Winnie B. Now, I know last week I told y'all that was the 11th episode, but that was on me. That was actually the 10th episode, and this is the real 11th episode. So thank everybody for being on this journey with me for this 11th episode. I have a good one today. We're going to be talking about mental health because of the things that were surrounding the tennis world this past weekend. So I thought that it'll be great to talk about that. So without further ado, guys, let's get this show started. And welcome again to the 11th episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B., now, before I get into my meat and potatoes, I do actually want to shout out the Detroit Tigers for doing their thing this past weekend and shutting out the Yankees, even at home. Now, the last time this happened for the Tigers, it was actually in 2000, and opening season for Comerica Park. So, as soon as Comerica Park opened, here go the Tigers showing out. And they showed out again for us this weekend, so I did want to shout out the Detroit Tigers. Thank you guys for that. The rookies did their thing. We had Spencer Turnbull on Saturday. Um, he did his thing, and then we had Tariq. He was on Sunday. Tariq did his thing. So shout out again to the Tigers and to the Tigers rookie. The rookies, they're showing that they have what it takes and they really want to be here. So I'm just hoping that as the team continues to rebuild and um, grow, they continue to just ball out and do the best that they can. And they're making us proud, um, and I, I'm looking forward to next season. So I wanted to shout out the Tigers. And also – um, another quick update about John Beeline, the former uh, head coach for Michigan. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Sorry, I was already getting a little um, choppy here in my throat. Sorry about that. But the former headline for um, the University of Michigan, uh, the former head coach for the University of Michigan men's basketball team, John Beeline, he's actually coming back to the game now, guys. Remember when he was done with – um, the University of Michigan, he went on to coach with the Cavs, and it didn't go so good for John. Remember, he called them thugs, and he pissed them off in the locker room. So now he's coming back to the NBA, but he's going to actually be signed with the Detroit Pistons. So the Pistons brought him on as the senior advisor for player development. Now, anybody that knows John Beeline knows that he does well with his player development. So we're we're actually looking forward to um, seeing what he can do and seeing what he brings there at the Pistons working with um, the front office there with Troy Reaver. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited about that. Now, um, to get into our meat and potatoes this week, guys, I'm going to talk about Naomi Osaka and the things surrounding what happened with her this past weekend. Now, in the French Open, um, Naomi, she she played and she um, didn't want to do press. So this is the backstory. Uh, she skipped out on press, which caused her to have a $15,000 fine. Now, a lot of people seem to be in the uproar or in support of her, but she came out to say that she skipped press because of her mental health stability, um, basically stemming from what happened in 2018 at the U.S. Open. So it was like a back and forth between, you know, athletes had her side and some people were saying things. But to me... I think it was weird how people took the manner of her getting the fine first off, like they were going to pay it. And I'll talk about that um, a little bit later. But because of all of the negativity surrounding her having to pay a fine with the press, I believe that's the reason why she went ahead and dropped out because she knew 
that she wasn't going to do press the whole French Open. She, you know, just didn't have the mental stability. So um, Naomi decided to just withdraw completely from the French Open to uh, work on her mental, um, you know, her mental health. Now, I don't see anything wrong with that, and I'm I'm hoping that people – you know, do not see anything wrong with it. But, you know, it was a lot, especially um, surrounding her statement. So I'm going to show you guys her statement and I'll read it for you. So Naomi said, hey, everyone, this isn't a situation I've ever imagined or attended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament, the players and the well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on tennis going forward in Paris. I never wanted to want it to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal. In my message, I could have been clearer. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term nightly. The truth is that I have suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. Open in 2018, and I have had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted, and anyone who has seen me at tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as it helps me dull my social anxiety. Through the tennis press, I'm sorry, though the tennis press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt. I am not a natural public speaker, and I get huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous and find it stressful to always try to encourage, engage and give you the best answers that I can. So here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought it would be better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and was saying that I would be more happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when, it's, but when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to make things better for the players, press, and fans. Anyways, I hope you all are doing well and staying safe. Love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. Naomi Osaka. Now, I feel like it's, I, I'm, I'm glad that she came out with a statement because in today's world, everybody feel like we we are owed something why i don't know that's that's really weird especially when we do nothing to put into any of the sports well anything like even if you take sports out of it like people feel like celebrities on levels in any aspect of the world owe them some kind of explanation or have to put out some kind of statement when things are done which i feel like they're not and and already that could be something heavy on someone's mental stability. But for her to say that she, you know, already privately spoke with the tournament and wrote them and let them know what's happening. And she also apologized to the journalists. So, you know, it wasn't nothing that had anything to really do with, you know, I just didn't want to talk to the press. It, it really had to do with her mental stability because she said the journalists are cool and I apologize to those people. I really feel like it's weird that it's so much pressure on athletes. Now, when I say this, I don't I don't take anything away from her having to pay the fine. If you signed a contract and you knew that this is what this was a part of your job, then okay, take the fine. And I'm I'm pretty sure without dropping out of the the French Open, she would have just took all the fines. But people made such a big deal out of it, she withdrew. 
And I feel like, you know, I've seen shows and I've heard people say things, you know, on the radio or just having general conversation with people where they feel like, well, now she's getting this attention in the press and this is not what she wanted. But I, I also feel like it's raising the awareness that it needs to, especially in the sports world. It's like so many people die by the hands of suicide because they had mental health issues. And then people on a smaller level will look at a celebrity and say, well, they good because they got money. They good because they, they plan out their dreams, but never looking at what it took for them to get there. How many real life situations they had to isolate to be where they are or how much um, social anxiety they have because they don't get to be around the people that they choose to these sports um, people, these athletes and a lot of other business people, they not socialites. They not out here getting money because they throwing parties and they getting paid on the back end. That's not their job. So it's not that they um, socializing with the world and being able to see everybody and do everything. A lot of times these athletes got to train 13 hours a day. If they got a family, they got to find out if they can have family time. They also got to have, you know, play their sport and do what they got to do. Like, they don't have time to do the things that we do and even probably work on their mental health. And I believe, personally, I believe that it's a shame in the sports world where we don't give these athletes time to work on themselves when they say they need help. You know, we're in a world today where people talk about, oh, we got to look at the signs and see the signs and know the signs so that it could continue to cut down on the suicide rate. But most of the time, y'all, we doing it when it's too late. And, and that's what, that's really where this touched me because how many athletes have to die by the hand of suicide before, before something change? Like, we literally, literally, literally want something to change, but we're doing nothing about it. Let's let's take a look here at the screen. These three young men, if you guys are watching this video uh, via video, and if you're listening on the screen now, we have Philip Adams, Rick Ripon, and Junior Seau. These three former athletes all died by the hand of suicide. Backstory. Philip Adams killed himself after killing six people in April of this year. Adams played cornerback in the NFL for six seasons, and, be, and he played with six different teams. Prior to shooting himself, Adams had no previous criminal record. So when his family was interviewed, his father said that he thinks that his, his career in football had a lot to do with his mental stability, and it messed him up. Because a lot of these athletes get this money and they don't have anybody to talk to them about it. And they singled out, they spending all their money. So when they get out of the, the NFL or whatever they in, they don't know what to do. They sad and depressed. Let's move on to Richard Ripon. He's a former NHL player who died by the hand of suicide as well in August of 2011. He was a Canadian hockey player that spent most of his life in his professional career battling with clinical depression. Ripon was a part of several hockey leagues before joining the Vancouver Canucks. He spent six seasons with the team, and during those seasons, he took two leave of absences. He signed with the new team after being on that team. I believe he signed with the Jets. And before he could sign, I mean, start with the team, he killed himself. But after his death, it raised awareness across the National Hockey League. 
And the team started to help players who had mental health issues. They started to look for signs. Junior Seau, his story is very, very popular. Seau committed suicide in May of um, 2012. He shot himself in the chest because he knew something was wrong with his brain. And because doctors couldn't tell him, he wanted them to be able to work on his brain and study it. Seau was a linebacker in the NFL for 20 seasons. He was known for his passionate play, like over and over and over. He was so passionate. He was a 10-time All-Pro, 12-time Pro Bowl selection. He was named in the NFL 1990s All-Decade team and was elected into the Hall of Fame in 2015. It's sad that Seau wasn't elected into the Hall of Fame until he was already gone. And that's what's wrong with us. We give people their flowers when they're gone. And I know that people's careers can go on and on. Like no one expected for Kobe um, to, to die in his plane crash. But Kobe should have been in the Hall of Fame. Kobe should have been had his flowers. But it's, it's, it's when these athletes are gone when we want to recognize things and want to say what, what's going on. Junior Seau, from what he did, it, it, his study, when they study his brain, oh, okay, well, he died because he had CTE. And, and CTE wasn't even a big thing then. But this caused the NFL to look at the way these players play, the way they're getting hit, the way their helmets are protecting their heads, and the long term that they have after that. It took for a lot of players to have issues with their insurance policies because this wasn't even covered for them. And you got a man like Junior going back and forth to the doctor because he knows something wrong with his head, but nobody can tell him what's going on. And at the point where he couldn't take it no more, he shot himself in the chest because somebody going to look at this brain and be able to help the next person. And it's not fair to these athletes because the players, they got so much to do and everybody is dependent on them. The owners, the coaches, the fans. It's, it's so much weight on their shoulders. And, and how many times do you think people are going up to these men outside or these women outside of their professions and asking them, hey, are you okay? Hey, can I do anything for you? You know, we, we got to do better, y'all. And I really, I, I, I really, really, really genuinely fell in love with this story more when I saw the amount of celebrities pouring out support for her. You get people like Pierce Morgan on Twitter calling her a narcissist, but then you have other people like Lisa Leslie and Billie Jean King and, and Martina and Steph Curry, and you have these people that, that say supportive things to her. I have a couple of clips I'm going to play for y'all. Actually, it's from um, two tennis greats, Venus and Serena. This is what first Venus had to say about the things that's going on with Naomi. Take a listen, guys. For me personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, but each person deals with it differently. And that's real. At the end of the day, Naomi is young. She started at, in this game when she was just a teenager. Y'all remember, she, she just recently beat Serena. So now this, this young lady is arguably probably the best woman in tennis right now. So imagine how much press and paparazzi she getting. And this is from Serena. This is what Serena had to say. 
I wish I could give her a hug because I know what it's like. Like I said, I've been in those positions. We have different personalities um, and people are different. Not everyone is the same. Um, I'm thick, you know, other people are thin. So um, everyone is different and everyone handles things differently. So, you know, you just have to let her handle it the way she wants to in the best way that she thinks she can. And feel and that's real. You know, we all handle situations differently. Y'all, I wanted to pull those two quotes from Venus and Serena because remember when they started in tennis as young women, they had braids and beads. And remember how much slack they got? These women were so good, phenomenal, a trained by their father. But they caught so much slack for everything but what made them great and that was being great tennis players great women in tennis oh these they ugly they got big noses they they clothes is tight beads all over the court flying everywhere it was no respect and look at where they are today and look at what they have accomplished those women had to learn to have thick skin when they started off like naomi did it wasn't a time where you could say I had mental health issues and I just need some time out. These women had to talk to the same press that caught them monkeys. And this is at a time where we couldn't talk about our mental stability because although you knew you was dealing with something, you was called crazy when you spoke out about it. And now that we live in such a time where you should be able to get help for stuff, people still got an issue with it. I'm here today to tell everybody if, if you know something is wrong or if you feeling like it's just you, call the National Alliance on Mental Health. That's why I have the number posted at the top if you're watching this via video. And if you're listening, the number to the National Alliance of Mental Health is 1-800-950-6264. Again, that's 1-800-950-6264. Talk to somebody and know that it's not just you. Know that we all have some kind of issues. Whether you want to express it and say it out loud or not, we're all dealing with something. So to point the finger at somebody or to make somebody feel less than and all of that, that's not cool. You know, don't wait to the last minute, you know, when something happened. Now, if Naomi going to commit suicide, then what? Because everybody was hard on her. It's not enough people that's going to tell you I got your back. And to see the outpouring of celebrities that did, that's what made this even better for me. Because so many times we feel like we alone in this or we're not supposed to express how we feel. And then when we do, it's some kind of backlash. So why keep talking? Let's really be there for one another. We, 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 we say it all the time. We, we can put up an RIP post or, or we, can, we can post paragraphs of how cool somebody was or how good of an athlete that person was or how that person, we should have all seen the signs because of what somebody was saying. But then when they say it and say they need the help, oh, now we don't believe that. What's up with that? And then y'all out here mad at this girl because she got to pay a fine like it's your money. What's up with that? If, if this ain't coming out of my pocket, I don't even have no opinion about it. For y'all that know me personally and that's getting to know me now through sports talk, y'all already know, you know, when it don't apply, let it fly. Some people's opinions about stuff really be off the chain. 
you know, just a few weeks ago, the stuff with Kwame. You know, it's a, they had no, no business bringing this man up. And then when he defend himself and say something, now he got to look crazy. Now he got to act crazy. But he, he living a life. Okay, if his career was what it was, and that's why these people feel the way they feel. Okay, if I was a star player in high school and I went on to college to be okay, let's be clear. If, if We're we going to talk about the NFL here. You know how many players want to be in the NFL, but do you know how many people the NFL pick? Out of 100 athletes in college, 10 of them is going to the NFL, if that. Maybe two out of every 100. So... How how do you think these these athletes feel? I didn't train my whole life to get here, and I ain't even get here. And then for the people that actually do make it, don't have the right guidance. It needs to be mandatory everywhere in all corporations that they have some kind of mental health something for their employees. Because you want to have good workers, you want to have people perform right, but you want you don't want to help them get their mental right. We got to change this, y'all. And that's what this show was about, mental health awareness. I want to thank Naomi Osaka for being such a young woman, such a young leader, that she raised these kind of conversations in the sports world today. And I want some people to think about the things that they had to say about this and really realize, like, are, are, do you got to pay these fines? Do, what, do, what do her not speaking to the press have to do with the game? Because then she was, she was playing tennis. But now she didn't have to withdraw because some people was out here being haters. So get it right. Get it right. Now, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, y'all. Don't forget, I do still got my T-shirts from my shop, mywhitneybeat.com forward slash shop. Get your black and white or yellow and pink T-shirt today on the website. Um, I am running out of small, so if you guys are on the smaller sizes, go ahead and get on today because you don't want to miss your opportunity for these one-of-a-kind T-shirts. I also want to thank everybody who's been hitting me up for sponsorship um, opportunities and everybody who gets on and watch our shows. Uh, again, you can go to rockyroadmedia.com and catch up on everything that I'm a part of on and under this umbrella. You have my show that I do here, Sports Talk with Whitney B, and I'm also a part of Porch Talk Shade and Shenanigans. That happens now every second and fourth Saturday, so I'll be back as Big Wit next week on Porch Talk, Shane and Shenanigans at 4 p.m. We also have Vitamin D every uh, Saturday at 5 p.m. And on the first and third Saturdays, now you have Porch Talk, Love and Success. So you guys head over to RockyRollMedia.com and check out the latest and support our brands. Um, she has T-shirts as well that you can support her. And you'll see me in some of them very, very soon. I, I did place my order. So go over there to RockyRollMedia.com. And place your order. That's R-O-C-K-Y-R-O-A-D-M-E-D-I-A.com. And place your order. Check everything out for me, mywhitneyb.com. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. I appreciate all of you guys' love, support, comments, and feedback. And for everybody who writes me, who talks to me, who listens to my show, I love all y'all. I love when I'm out and people that I just meet say, oh, I listen to your show. Or people that I know. All y'all that I know who be hitting me up and telling me, oh, I listen to your show on social media. I love y'all because I know I haven't been promoting the way that I should have these past couple of weeks, but y'all still showing me love and I appreciate all of that. 
So again, I want to thank everybody for listening, tuning in, watching the real episode of Sports Talk with Whitney B, episode 11. This is the real episode 11, y'all. So thank you again. I appreciate the love. Again, if you need any help, if you're struggling mentally and you want to talk to somebody and get some resources, call the National Alliance on Mental Health at 1-800-950-6264. I love you guys. Peace out. (laughs) 